a pastor friend in Washington, the state of Washington, uh, tells of the day that a guy walked into their church office dressed like Jesus. He was wearing a long white robe. He had a beard. He was even carrying a staff like a shepherd's staff. And when he came in, he told the secretary at the desk that God had told him that he was the new senior pastor of this large church. And she explained that they already have a senior pastor and that uh, they didn't need a new senior pastor. But this guy kept insisting that God had told him this. And they had several people talk to him and he just wouldn't leave. And about the time they were ready to call the police, Bob, the senior pastor of the church, happened to walk by. And the secretary explained to him what was going on. And Bob said, I'll handle it. And so Pastor Bob goes out and the guy explains to Bob uh, that God had told him that he was the new senior pastor. And Pastor Bob says, well, what time did God tell you that? And the man said, God told me that about 10 a.m. this morning. And Pastor Bob said, well, that explains it. I was talking to him about 2 p.m., and he told me to tell you, never mind. And the guy said, oh, okay, and left peacefully. Now, the fact of the matter is, this man sincerely believed what he was saying that day. And Pastor Bob, uh, when he was telling the story, one of his friends jokingly said, Bob, how do you know that he wasn't right? Maybe God did want him to be the senior pastor. Our question today is, if I'm sincere, does it matter what I believe? And there are many today who think that we can find God in a number of areas that all roads lead to heaven, that all belief systems are basically the same. Some believe that truth may be different for each person. And the question really is about truth in general. How do we determine what is true and what's open for debate? How do we determine whether all religions are pretty much the same or lead to the same result? And maybe, uh, many, may, maybe even most who are listening today are followers of Jesus. And we tend to respect and believe the Bible, and most of us believe that it's God's word. And if you're listening today and you aren't sure that you believe that, maybe because you're new here, or maybe you aren't a follower of Jesus, or maybe you are a follower of Jesus, but you have some doubts or questions about whether the Bible is true, if you're in one of those situations, I'm glad that you are listening because this message might just begin to answer some of the questions that you have. And I want you to know impact isn't a place for people who have their minds made up about everything they believe. Your questions are welcome here. In fact, you are probably asking questions that many of us have already asked or are still asking. And we encourage you to ask your questions because at Impact, we believe that the truth has nothing to fear. We think that if what we're teaching is true, it will stand up to questioning. And if it doesn't stand up to questioning, we don't want to continue to believe it. And Jesus made it clear that 
when we grasp hold of truth, we also find freedom. This is what he said in John chapter 8. Then you will experience for yourself the truth, and the truth will free you. Having said this, there's a real problem in our society today with truth. Some are questioning the, uh, how historical history really is. We see history being revised to suit the attitudes and the beliefs of different people. And some are questioning whether or not there is any such thing as absolute truth. In fact, even the definition of truth has changed through the years. If you look at an old dictionary and then look at a current one, you will see the changing definition of truth. The old definition says this, truth is a fact proposition or principle representing the convergence of evidence. The new definition says this, truth is a judgment proposition or idea that is true or accepted as true. So as we begin seeking truth, it would be wise for each of us to spend some time deciding on my standard of truth. Deciding on my standard of truth. The fact of the matter is, each of us accepts already that there is such a thing as truth. You accept that it is true that snow is cold and that fire is hot and that the sky is blue and that taxes are too high and that vacations are too short and that many sermons in church are too long. And so we accept many things to be truth. Our only question is, how do we choose what we accept as truth. Each of us has to choose our own standard of truth. We have to know how we decide what is true and what is false. So let's look at some standards of truth that are used today. The first one would be my opinion. My opinion, this standard says, it's my opinion of truth that really matters. Only I can judge what really is true, and you don't have any place telling me what is right or wrong or true. That attitude is called individualism, which says each individual is responsible for determining his or her own truth. And this isn't new. We see that this was true in the Old Testament also. In Judges chapter 21, it says, In those days Israel had no king or no authority, so the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. The people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. Now, doesn't that sound like America today? They just did whatever they thought was right. There are no judges, no standard, no rule, no law, no absolutes. They did whatever they wanted to do. And if you say, uh, this is right, then it may be right for you, but not for me. I'm an individual and I run my own life. This standard of truth says, I am my own God. And that's an easy uh, philosophy to hold on to because it means I never have to feel guilty. I never have to feel guilty. I, I don't have to measure up to anyone else's standard. I just live up to my standard. I do whatever seems right in my own eyes. But unfortunately, with this standard of truth, my opinion, then we have to decide how to deal with people who think that racism is true for them or killing abortion doctors is somehow 
pro-life or how to deal with people who believe that bashing gays is somehow Christian or people who believe that being a Christian makes you a weak, ignorant person. If the opinions of individuals are the standard of truth, then all of these opinions are valid for those who decide to say that they are true. Another standard of truth would be popular opinion. This choice basically takes a survey of what most people think and what society thinks and determines truth based on majority rule or popular opinion. They believe things based on what the consensus says rather than uh, what any other standard of measure says. And of course, what this standard of measure shows are the values of our society, the current values of our society. Society is creating its own morals and beliefs. We now take a poll to decide what's right and what's wrong. We take polls to determine whether there's a heaven or whether there's a hell. We take polls to decide whether Elvis is really dead. The media has a huge influence on this standard of truth. And this standard of truth says, God is really unnecessary. God is unnecessary. Popular opinion or secularism says, I don't need God. I just need to check with the people around me to see what I believe to be true. This is definitely a prevailing standard for many Americans. But if you read Romans chapter 1, you will find that, again, it isn't unique to our culture or our time. Look at what it says in Romans 1 verse 25. They traded the truth of God for a lie. They worshiped and served what had been created instead of the God who created those things who should be praised forever. Amen. A third possible standard is all opinions or relativism. You can summarize relativism in two words, no absolutes. This view says that all opinions are equal and good because there are no absolutes anyway. Much of our society seems to believe this. Consider the following. Christianity Today uh, did a poll of Americans and what they believe. It found that while an estimated 74% of Americans strongly agree that there is, quote, only one true God who is holy and perfect and who created the world and rules it today, end quote, while 74% believe that, an estimated 65% either strongly agree or somewhat agree with the assertion that, quote, there is no such thing as absolute truth, end quote. This standard of truth is dangerous because it indicates there's no such thing as right or wrong, just different opinions. This standard of truth says our higher powers are equal. Alan Bloom writes, openness and the relativism that makes, the, makes it the only plausible stance in the face of various claims to truth and various ways of life and kinds of human beings is the great insight of our times. The true believer is the real danger. The study of history and of culture teaches that all the world is mad in the past. Men always thought that they were right. And that led to wars and persecutions and slavery and xenophobia and racism and chauvinism. The point is not to correct the mistakes and really be right, he says. Rather, it is to not think that you are right at all. Many say 
there's no absolute truth. Some have said that to me. There's no absolute truths, Pastor. And when they say that to me, I ask them, are you absolutely sure of that? You see, the problem is the statement that there is no absolute truths disproves itself. How can you say that there are no absolute truths while making an absolute statement? So the last one we'll look at, the last possible standard of truth is God's opinion or theism. And I will tell you clearly, this is my standard of truth. I choose to use God's opinion to determine what is true and what is right and what is wrong and what is loving and what is unloving. I believe since he created me, he has the right to rule me. And this is called theism. God is in charge of my life. Further, I believe that the Bible is God's communication to us and his direction book for my life. I believe that it is God's word. And if you study history, you will find that the Bible that you have in your home today is very trustworthy. God has protected his communication throughout history and throughout the translation process. And through the Bible... God gives us guidance and help each day. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your words are a flashlight to light the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. I don't want to stumble around in life. And the Bible gives me guidance and helps me to see clearly the path that God wants me to take. And the reason God gave us the Bible was to help us deal with some of the issues that we're talking about today. Look at what it says in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us to do what is right. My life is simpler and better because I've chosen God's opinion as my standard of truth. You see, I believe following God's plan for my life is also the easiest and the happiest way for me to live. I don't think that I have missed out or lost out on any good thing by following God's guidelines. Now, this standard of truth says, very simply, God knows best. He knows what's best for me. He knows what's best for this world, for our society. So each of us has to choose a standard of truth that we're going to use in our life to determine what's right and what's wrong, what's true and what's untrue. Here's the bottom line. You must make a choice between adjustable truth and absolute truth. You have to choose your standard of truth. The first three that we talked about are adjustable truth. They change based on how you feel and, uh, or they change based on popular opinion changing or uh, the most strange idea in our society. And personally, I believe there is absolute truth in our world. And when you pin people down, most people really do believe and want absolute truth. We live every day with laws of absolute truth, laws of gravity and things like that. And there are certain areas where we're very concerned with absolute truth. We don't want to be around people who say one truth is okay for you, but may not be okay with me. For instance, 
let's say you have bronchitis, you have a sore throat, your breathing is a little labored, you have fever and uh, chills, and so your doctor prescribes some medication for you. And so you go to the pharmacy to pick it up, and the pharmacist comes out and explains, instead of giving you what the doctor prescribed, he's going to give you a medication for schizophrenia. He says, there are no absolutes, so I thought this medicine would be as good as any other. Besides, you look a little neurotic, so I thought that you could take this. And I know there's a caution on the package that uh, cautions you about taking more than 80 milligrams of this medication, but I thought 3,000 milligrams would be exactly the right dose for you. The medication that your doctor prescribed might be truth for him, but it isn't truth for me. And when you go to the pharmacist, are you interested in absolute truth? I am. You want the right medicine and the right amount of medicine because not just any medicine will do. Not all medicines are equal. Not all medicines are good for you and for what you're suffering from. And the same is true with what we believe. It matters. It is possible to be 100% sincere in what you believe and to be sincerely wrong. So deciding your standard of truth is important, but it's also vital for you to spend some time deciding on your person of truth. Deciding on your person of truth. The fact that we need to decide on a standard of truth is because many people and even our society has told us many lies. There's so much of what we hear, so much of what we read, so much of what is around us and commonly held concepts that are just not true. And what we really need is a person of truth. And you're already thinking of people in your life who seem to tell you the truth consistently, even when they know that you won't like what they say to you. Let me tell you, if you have people in your life that speak truth to you, even hard truth, even truth that they know might make you mad, those people love you far more than the people who tell you what you want to hear. But the person of truth I want to suggest that you embrace today is Jesus. Jesus made a very simple and bold statement while he was here on earth. Before he died on the cross to pay for our sin, Jesus said this, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. The only way to the Father is through me. Jesus said, not only does he speak truth, he is the truth. Not only does he speak truth, but he is the truth. He says in a few other places that his words are true and can be trusted. And I have come to believe that he is the truth, that he tells us the truth, that he leads us to truth. And if he's telling the truth, he is the only way to God. He says he is the only way to the Father. So if you're wanting to know God better, if you're wanting to know truth and explore truth, why not check out the claims of Jesus? If you still have questions or doubts, that's okay. Ask your questions. 
check out the claims of Jesus because friends, it really does matter what you believe. It isn't enough to simply be sincere if you find out too late that you were sincerely wrong.